Hi, Rick Lambert, and welcome to this marketing show. Now, Cheryl's already said to me, Rick, you look like a referee today. And oh, by the way, your self-win background has nothing to do with today's topic, the ultimate digital marketing self-assessment. So thank you, Cheryl, for that off-camera coming in. You're welcome. Uh, maybe high-level quickly, what are we going to do today? Because we're going to take a little different tack in the show. Well, we're sort of creating a little bit of an activity for all our viewers this week, and we're going to be walking through what we call um, the digital marketing 10 box. And we're going to go through 10 different things that will allow you to go through and give yourself a score out of 10. And then at the end of it, you'll be able to give yourself an overall score out of 100. And it's a really great way for you to do a self-assessment on how your organization is doing when it comes to digital marketing. Exactly. And for those of you that are saying, hey, Rick, uh, your background talks about sales training. What's that got to do with the topic today? Look, for those of you that are looking for a definition of sales versus marketing, here's one for you, okay? Marketing, which we're talking about today, is letting people know what you got. Sales is getting rid of what you got. So we need to market first and then sell it. Now, right. uh, we'll show the 10 box up here quickly. And we show this to customers. And I had a customer uh, yesterday, in fact, I showed it to him. I said, hey, can you pick maybe two or three marketing challenges you have from a digital perspective? And she was like, uh, I'm going to go with all 10 of them. So we're going to go through one at a time. And Cheryl, why don't you start out with the outdated user experience, common issue? So that when we say outdated user experience, there's sort of two different things. Number one is your website updated. A lot of organizations build this fantastic website and they let it sit there and they don't do anything to it for 5, 10, 15 years, which obviously means that it's very outdated. The user experience is another piece and that is what does that journey look like when you have a customer or a prospect get to your site and navigate their way through. And in fact, these are, you know, common issues where Google will actually reward you with various algorithms based on the customer experience. If you're looking at me and Rick right now and saying, well, how do I know if the user experience is a positive one for my customers or for my users, you want to look at an analytic called the bounce rate. And you want to try and slowly over time, lower that bounce rate as close to around 30% as you can. Okay. So as we go along here, folks, rate yourself one to 10, just grab a pen. It's easy. Okay. Each one, 10 being perfect, one being, okay, not so good. Only you'll see your score, obviously. Okay. Number two, poor Google search results. Look, you and I both know, even before the pandemic, people were online Googling. And in case you haven't heard the joke, okay, in digital marketing, people say, if you want to bury a body, bury it on page two of Google, because no one goes there. And so um, one of the things that you can do to test okay, your uh, Google rankings in terms of the SEO or search engine optimization power of your site is, uh, and by the way, I've had one person one time say, no, no, Rick, my site comes up number one on Google. And I would say, yeah, yeah, but people don't Google the name of your business. So what I'm going to suggest you do is use Chrome, okay, and open up an incognito window. This is going to uh, get rid of all your previous searches and it'll be a native or clean search like a customer do and just type in you know sales training London Ontario Canada or digital marketing London Ontario Canada and see what comes up that's an easy way for you to test right now whether you're a one a five or maybe a ten you want to use your keywords for sure. Uh, number three is inactivity on social media. And I would say, you know, it could be three things. Number one, maybe your organization is not posting anything at all or they're not posting enough. It could also be that you're posting too much because that is a thing now. And the third, when it comes to social media is, 
the content that you're creating, are you driving traffic to another resource, like another website that has content that yes, might be related to your industry, your product, your service, but you're not taking traffic to your website. You want to always link every social post if possible to some sort of a page on your website. And a good way to start is to create blogs, position yourself as a subject matter expert, drive traffic from social media for more information on this over to your website. And you know, Cheryl, a great point because you know, since you took over our clients digital marketing, old school days you drive to Harvard Business Review or whatever, right? And it does Bloomberg. nothing for you. Yeah, exactly. And for those of you questioning this tactic, okay, uh, I think uh, last month, sure, we went through the KPIs and like our social media traffic to site is like 300% up. Um, so great idea. Okay, the next one I've got here is not blogging or vlogging via the V. For those of you that haven't heard the term vlogging before, it's basically a blog, but a video, okay? And you know, we're big proponents of video. So I explain to people, okay, blogging, we have customers that blog anywhere from once a month to six times a month. And a typical blog can be anywhere from 300 to 700 words. Uh, it should be optimized, of course. And uh, if you look at your website and see when your last blog was, okay, you'll know whether you're a one or a 10 here. The reason we suggest blogging is for obvious reasons. Think of it like a sale, okay? Adding a sale to a sailboat, okay? The more sales, sales you have, the more wind you're gonna catch, it's gonna lift your site up in terms of those search uh, results. And video is just a different version, but you wanna make sure that you've got the text, ideally from the video in the text blog, if you're doing it that way, because of the search algorithms. Okay, Cheryl, sure. what's next? Lead generation, another big Lead one. generation. So I know this is this is our favorite. We, we always talk about lead generation and depending on how you define a lead, this looks very different. So a lot of organizations um, have low to no lead generation. So what is lead generation? It's it's something that's on your site, Rick, you reference it as like a mousetrap where somebody not only is on your site navigating their way through, but has enough interest in your product or service or industry that they would actually hand over their email um, their company name, their name to get something for free. So a content offer of some sort, it might be a checklist, it might be an ebook, it might be a self-assessment like what we're doing today, something like that so that you can start to generate more of a prospect database and then you can in turn follow up with email campaigns, which we will also talk about coming up. It, it's a classic gap and I call them mouse traps, uh, folks, because what happens is think of it, the people are going around your site like a mouse and if you don't have any traps there, and oh, by the way, contact us is not necessarily the no. best lead gen model. Okay, no video strategy. Now, Cheryl, I know you know video. <laughs> and uh, look, uh, people always say, but Rick, you know, do I need to do a professional video? Do I need to do a selfie video? What do I do? Look, I would say if it's going on your website in general, you may want to step it up a notch, but the power of video on other platforms like social, there's no reason you shouldn't have a video strategy. Now to that end, uh, if you're measuring yourself one to 10, take a look at how many videos have been posted by your company and or your people in the last 30 days and you'll have a good measuring stick, okay? Um, a simple suggestion here is I think we've talked before on the, this marketing show is to do selfie videos. We're coaching B2B sales organizations now, basically the technical tips, hold the, you know, the camera level with your face, watch your backgrounds, all that stuff. But people always say, but what do I say? And I think Cheryl, one of the tips you have, we spoke to an MBA group, believe it or not, they're, they're training their people how to communicate on LinkedIn and other platforms. 
they want to know uh, how to do a video. And your point about think about the end before you start the video is very important because you get to the end of the video, you're like, ah, how do I wrap this up? But the tip I would suggest is just answer a customer question using your smartphone. Hi, my name's Rick, and a lot of customers ask us this question. Answer the question, boom, and you got a video ready to go. And I can't emphasize keep it short, 30, 60 seconds max. Even 15 seconds if it's going on social media, but that's a really good point. I can't talk for less than 15 seconds. <laughs> no, you can't. Some people might be able to. Um, our next point there is lack of email campaigns, and I'm going to elaborate a little bit on that. Lack of email campaigns, inappropriate content, slash no email distribution list, segmentation. Those are a lot of really big words, but either you're not communicating through email with your current customers or you are not communicating appropriately. When I say that, email campaigns are not um, designed to advertise your product or your service all the time. Of course, if you have a promotion, that's a great way to get in front of your customers or your prospects. You need to start thinking about knowledge and information. How can you engage, inform, and entertain with your communications? And further to that, when we discuss segmentation, how can you take that distribution list and separate it into verticals, if you will? So as an example, perhaps maybe you might be dealing with property managers. Maybe you're dealing with insurance brokers. Maybe you're dealing with residents. Maybe you're dealing with commercial business owners. Those would all be separate lists. And therefore, you can actually start to create more relevant communications for each of those verticals. And of course, as a result, open rates increase and click-through rates increase. So again, rate yourself 1 to 10 on the frequency, and I would say the quality, to your point, Cheryl, of personalizing the emails that you've sent out over the last 30, 60, 90 days. Okay, the next one I've got here in our 10 box is misaligned employee LinkedIn profiles. Look, you and I both know, unless you've been through my 30-day LinkedIn bootcamp, chances are the profiles of the people in your company are all over the map. And, you know, I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs hockey fan, by the way, and as the Leafs get on the ice, okay, they tend to all wear the same jersey. So you can tell a Maple Leaf from somebody else. And I use that analogy because I think it's critical in today's virtual selling space that companies provide their sales team with a profile template that is a customer resume. And uh, you know, I've been beating this drum long before the pandemic. And I think as you rate yourself one to 10, take a look at your reps profiles and be honest with yourself. Like, is there opportunity for improvement? Mm -hmm. And just to add to that, which is actually number nine on our list. So people not posting content when you're looking at your employees profiles. And I would say this is more of an appropriate thing to do on LinkedIn because it's a bit more of a, a business profile. Um, you want to look at, are they posting their own content? Are you posting your own content? Are you sharing the content that you're creating on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter? And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you'll be really shocked when you go through and you think you're posting and then you realize maybe I'm not posting enough and what is enough? And we would say anywhere between three to five times a week. I don't think you want to go past 20 per month, I would say overall. Okay. And, uh, you know, Cheryl, and you we're now doing for customers, I think it's important to share rack and stack reports. Yeah. Okay. So we provide the client with a rack and stack saying, okay, here's your people. And here's how many posts each person has done. And that type of visible accountability, I think, drives you know, their uh, buy-in, we'll call it mm -hmm. to that. 
But uh, I agree with you. I always recommend like three to five posts a week. And that's, I think, where Cheryl's getting her 20. Okay, the last thing on our 10 box here is no paid advertising. And, you know, Cheryl, when you joined our team, you brought a whole skill set in your team now to do paid advertising. And I think it's not common in most people's marketing mix. And, folks, it's just simply a VIP pass at the lineup outside the place you're trying to get into to go right to the front. And you know, you can start anywhere from a couple hundred bucks all the way up to, you know, we've got some customers paying in the $10,000 a month range just to accelerate, okay, their message. And depending on your budget or what you've got, paid advertising, we believe is a critical part of today's marketing mm -hmm. mix. So please rate yourself one to 10 if you're taking advantage of that. Now, what you should have there is a score out of 100. And uh, what I would do if I was you is I would take a look and say, okay, um, you know, cut it back a bit. You might have scored yourself higher on some than you really are. But look at the low points and say, okay, what could you do to improve in those areas? And I know a website you could probably go to to get them fixed, but we're not supposed to do commercials on the show, I don't think, Cheryl. But anyway, hopefully we've identified, you know, some opportunities for you to strengthen your marketing mix, get your brand out there and turn the stereo up a little bit on the house party you've got going about what you've got to do with your value proposition. Absolutely. And it is very complicated. And there are a lot of things that you need to consider, which is why almost all, or I would say probably more than 80% of medium, small to medium sized businesses are outsourcing their marketing because it's, it is very difficult to understand. And it's a full-time job in itself. So this is a really good starting point to figure out, do I need to take that next step or am I doing okay, actually? So Cheryl, um, I think the average score, by the way, of people, just we do this yeah. with customers, is typically in the 40%, okay, to 60% range. And then yeah. we all know we think we're better looking maybe than we really are in certain ways or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, you be honest with yourself, and hopefully today's programs help you identify some opportunities right now to help you market to win. So For Cheryl, sure. as we wrap up, uh, we're open to comments, questions. Uh, don't miss next week, by the way. We've got a hot topic coming your way. And thanks so much for uh, joining us today. And Cheryl, I'll use your clothes if that's okay. If you've got any comments, sure. questions, whatever they get a hold of us at. Engage at intocommunications.com. And actually, if you want, in the comment section of this video, let us know what your score is. I'm just interested to see where various organizations rated themselves. So thank you so much for tuning in. And like Rick said, we have a fantastic show next week as well. So we will see you then. Awesome. Thanks for joining us.